Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. it together the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what inspired it i'm your host gina and today we're celebrating the 100th episode of piecing it together that's right the 100th episode if you've just stumbled upon piecing it together for the first time welcome this is unlike any episode of the show because today we're taking a look not at a new movie but instead at the show's regular host david rosen Yes, that's right. I'm not the regular host of Piecing It Together. I'm the fiancé of the host of Piecing It Together, and I thought it'd be fun to turn the focus on to Dave. Because after 99 episodes, listeners probably want to know who really is the guy behind Piecing It Together. What got him into podcasting? Why did he create this amazing show that's now on its 100th episode? What was he doing before Piecing It Together? What does he do now when he's not recording Piecing It Together? All in all, let's dissect the puzzle pieces of Dave. Hell, let's dissect the puzzle pieces of Dave from over the past decade. Sound good, Dave? Sounds great to me, Bear. Congratulations on your 100th episode, by the way. Thank you so much. Um, I'm, I'm glad we're going to be doing this. This is going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I had episodes in the works on Terminator and Jojo Rabbit, and I didn't think any of those should be episode 100. I think this is a much better idea. Awesome. All right, so we're going to take a look at the past decade. Let's start with, when did you start listening to podcasts? Um, I, I want to say it was about seven years ago or so. It was this decade. Um, and it, I was originally, we were in the middle of one of our uh, little Curb Your Enthusiasm marathons, and I was kind of becoming obsessed with Richard Lewis all over again. Oh, I love him. He's the best. And, <laughs> uh, and I was just Googling his name just for the hell of it, and he had just that week happened to be on What the Fuck with Mark Marin. And so I listened to that interview, and I think I probably listened to like 30 or 40 back episodes of What the Fuck after that. And I, I just, I couldn't stop listening to it. Oh my God, I remember you've been listening to that show forever. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I was absolutely hooked and um, I don't listen to as much anymore, um, but I still listen to him a bunch here and there. And, uh, but, I, but I just went from that onto other shows along the way. Yeah, I, I remember we actually went and saw Mark Marin at a stand-up special yeah, here in Vegas. That was probably like a year later or something like that, okay. a year or two later, because that was pretty early on when I first, and I knew him as a stand-up, but I... I I think it was around, I don't know, 70, 80 episodes into the podcast already before I ever found out about it. That's awesome. And uh, what were some of the other podcasts that you would listen to? Um, I Other than that, it was mostly movie podcasts. Uh, I, I love Doug Loves Movies. Um, yeah, we, which, we actually went and saw that one, I remember, downtown. Yeah, yeah we, went to, we went to a live show of that. Also, How Did This Get Made, which I wish would do a live show here oh in town. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know how much I love that one. I love them, too. Even though I don't yeah. listen to it, they're amazing. They're, those guys are so oh funny. Oh, my God. Um, and uh, th those were the big three that I was listening to at first. And I, I've... Now I've been kind of spreading out, listening to more independent podcasts, especially some of the ones that uh, are people whose shows I guest on and they guest on my show. And, and, uh, but then also just trying all kinds of other podcasts mm -hmm. as well. There's so much out there. And do you still listen to those? Well, you said you don't really listen to the Mark Mar What the Fuck podcast very much Yeah, now. now I find myself so damn busy because a lot of the times that... Uh, first, it was podcasts took over for music where I wouldn't have as much time to listen to music. And now it's my own podcast take over for listening to other people's podcasts because a lot of the times I'm going back and just double-checking 
if you know today's episode of piecing it together or awesome movie year or whatever sounds good and next thing i know i'm at work and it's time to shut it off and i don't get to listen to something else isn't that life sure is <laughs> yeah um okay so what kept you coming back to those podcasts over and over again though like when you first started listening to podcasts what just kept you interested in them um well i think all of them are funny which that definitely is a big thing for me um uh, but i mark Marin does amazing interviews i just i love the kind of conversations he has with people and then the other two just being you know comedy and movies put together and i don't really consider you know anything that i do i mean bird road kind of was comedy but um you know i don't know piecing it together it's funny at times but it's not a comedy podcast mm -hmm. like those are uh but still i mean they do find fresh, fun ways to talk about movies. And yeah. that's definitely something I brought to when I was creating Piecing It Together. And Bird Road's one of your other podcasts. Yeah, Bird Road is the first podcast that I did with uh, my best friend Q. And that is the show that kicked off this whole All Points West podcast network that we've got going on. And uh, it's on a little bit of a hiatus at the moment, <laughs> but but it may, hey, it may come back. I can't blame you. I can't blame you. Politics, I'm sorry, but everybody gets burned out on that. And... It's just so depressing. Yeah, and it I, is. I, I mean, we, we're going to do other stuff together. We've got some things that we're not ready to necessarily talk about yet. But yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to do things, whether it's Bird Road or something mm -hmm. else. Me and Q are going to do plenty of yeah. things. And of course, he'll be on uh, piecing it together again soon. Uh, but yeah, Bird Road's on a, on a slight hiatus, but I, I think it'll yeah. be back at some point. Well, I, I certainly hope so, because I do love it. And I know I don't listen to it enough. Um, I kind of suck <laughs> about listening to your podcast. I That's will okay. admit it. <laughs> well, actually, I, I hear you recording them live a lot of the time. because My office is right upstairs above your you at least studio. get my part of the conversation. Yeah. And then when you have guests here, I get yeah. to hear that. But yeah. Yeah. You yeah. and Q's um, Bird Road, obviously, I don't hear that live unless you guys are doing a live show, which you did once here in Las Vegas. Yeah. And then you did another one in Miami. That was fun. I actually forgot to uh, write down the live shows when I was making some notes for this whole thing. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah they were that cool. was fun. They were really cool. I, I got to photograph the one here in Vegas and it was yeah. a lot of fun. There were a lot of our political friends that participated in it yeah yeah absolutely. it was fun so anyway um i wanted to ask you um what inspired you to create piecing it together in the first place <laughs> so my first answer that i always give for this question whenever someone asks me about this is that we had bird road and i was always just trying to force the conversation into movies i was uh, even if there was something happening with mm -hmm. trump or something like that that week i was always like oh yeah but this movie came out and let's talk about that or let's let's list our 10 favorite you know action movies or some kind of thing and so finally i was just like maybe i should just start my own damn show and uh, I, I didn't want it to just be a movie review show. There's already literally thousands of them out there. I wanted to do something a little bit different. And uh, I, I do find a lot of the times when talking about movies, especially with my buddy Chad Clinton Freeman, who's on the show a lot, uh, I would talk about a movie in terms of it's this meets this meets this. We would yeah. talk about the movies that, that we would compare it to, movies that we think it had some inspiration from maybe we didn't always put it in those terms exactly but that was basically what we were talking mm -hmm. about and that kind of came together into the the uh theme for the show i i i have notes in a google doc somewhere of different ideas for what my movie show would be mm -hmm. and uh it was always almost always even when it didn't necessarily have the puzzle theme it was always something that had to do with putting together inspirations yeah that's so cool i i think were we stoned when you came up with that idea <laughs> might have been that's possible <laughs> and, uh, what when, when did you start the show was it a year ago i think yeah uh, a year and a half over a year and a half okay now. yeah and so and then when did you start um bird when did you and q start bird road? bird road is like a solid two years i lost track of that so, one to 2017 yeah 2017 and then uh oh yeah no yeah. it would have had to have been because, yeah, I remember that was when you guys had the live show. It was like... Um, beginning of 2018. No, it was right? beginning of 2018. Yeah. Yes. And we yes. were only like four months in at that point mm -hmm, or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And so then... And then, then piecing it together after, came soon after. Yeah. 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 Really cool. Um, I know... I, I love how passionate you are about your show. Um, you've taken something that you absolutely love, which is movies. Um, that's your 
side chick i'd say <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> i'm a little bit jealous i'll have to admit <laughs> some some girl's fiance uh is out at the bar drinking and stuff and your your fiance is at the movies yeah yep. um, she's not exactly a cheap date though <laughs> that's true <laughs> let's hope that the show gets big enough to where you can start uh getting into those press screenings <laughs> i know i know i need to get into more of those as many uh. as possible Hello, if you're out there and you have any connections, <laughs> please help Dave out. Hello. <laughs> give, me more, give me more movies, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that way we can save money for our travels. There you go. <laughs> okay, so um, I guess my next question for you would be, um, what was your biggest challenge with starting a new podcast? Um, the biggest thing was, I guess, fighting like, perfectionism like, like just getting in oh, and doing it you yes. know uh i not worrying that people are gonna say what a stupid idea dave you know not worrying that people are gonna you know just not listen you know and th that it would just be like a complete waste of time you know and it's not like i've got millions of people listening but i think the people who have listened really do seem to enjoy it and i most of all have fun doing it and yeah. so I'm glad that any doubts I might have had, I didn't listen to, and I just went right in yeah. and started making this thing. Now, I know there's been a few times where you've been really frustrated as a <laughs> podcast producer, sure, host, et cetera, et cetera. All of the above. What has been like one of the most like pulled my hair out of my fucking head like moments of being involved with this stuff like, the the biggest, biggest thing, and this was for Bird Road. This is for piecing it together. Doing remote recordings. Yeah. Uh, only sometimes do I have people here over at the house to record in this studio. And I, I love doing it in person. I, I would be perfectly happy if it was never in person, if it was always remote. I love the idea of being able to talk to all kinds of great people from all over the world and talk to them about movies um, and have them on my podcast. But connecting to people over the internet is the most inexact thing imaginable. It's just... You would think it's 2019 right now. It's about to be 2020 in a couple of months. And uh, it, it's still just this crapshoot of whether or not it's going to work once you hit record. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. Um, you know, the, the, best, the best bet is if I'm dealing with someone who's computer literate and can record their own side, then we don't really <laughs> have so many issues. But, mm -hmm. you know, if you get somebody who's interesting and they're not necessarily the biggest computer geek in the world, they might not ha know how to do that. and it's so hard, but yeah. you know, I, I've gotten around it though. And yes, I've torn my hair out sometimes, uh -huh. but I, uh, I deal with it and I make it work. So one of the things that's really interesting about your show is that you have a rotating cast of co-hosts. Um, what, what made you want to do that? First of all, um, part of it was that I couldn't decide who I'd want to be my co-host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't want a specific person. Like, like I mentioned Chad earlier, I knew Chad was going to be a part of this show, but you know, I love Chad, but I didn't want to make the Dave and Chad show for the next, you know, five years or 10 years, however long I do this thing. Um, I, I knew I always wanted to, uh, have, you know, different people on. And I also knew that a, a big part of keeping it interesting would be if I could have other movie podcasters on because you know who knows movies better than people who talk about movies all day you know and yeah. so i i wanted to definitely keep it open for all kinds of people and it's crazy i i was looking at it earlier today i've had over 30 people on the show already that's pretty freaking amazing yeah and out of those 30 only like five or six of them are like people who are like my regular friends you uh -huh. know a, yeah. a lot a lot of them are People from other podcasts, people who are movie critics, uh, you know, yeah. filmmakers, all kinds of stuff like that. It's great. It's cool to see people, so many people that are passionate about movies. You yeah. know, life is pretty depressing these days. <laughs> it is. So <laughs> it's pretty cool. I mean, and then of course you've got Netflix now. So like, yeah, Hollywood, Hollywood's gonna... depressing too. So, yeah. but, but there's plenty of depressing, but uh, yeah. we, we like to keep it fun on the show. Less people are going to the movies now, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah which upsets me. But, yeah, you know. yeah. But some of your guests or some of your uh, friends and followers and your uh, piecing, your pup. What is it called? Pop Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. Your the, Facebook group. Yes. You have a, a closed Facebook group. Which I guess I, I will just say really quick. Uh, I, the reason that is the name of the group is I didn't want it to be piecing it together group because people were getting confused and they wanted to post in the group, but they were posting on the page or posting on the page. They wanted to post in the group back and forth. And so I was like, all right, this group needs its own name. And so I thought that was a fun name. And so... Tell us a little 
more though about the group. Like, why did you? Why did you? I know you have a Facebook page, a PC get together Facebook page, but why did you even start like another like a group? Yeah, well, it, it's actually been one of the greatest things for growth of this podcast and and keeping it going. And I really honestly thought it was going to be like 10 people and that was going to be it and no more people we're almost to 200 members in there and Shit. <laughs> yeah and i keep it closed like it not just anybody can join like they people have to click you know join group and i have to approve them based on the questions you know it's not a public group and uh the the fact that it's gotten as big as it is is kind of crazy and i mean i know 200 isn't the biggest thing in the world but um, it is, it's much bigger than I expected and it's active and people are yeah. in there posting and commenting about movies and all their thoughts on movies without me being a part of the conversation yeah. a lot of the times. And that's just awesome. And I, I just, I'm so grateful for that group, how, how active it's been. And it's just a part of the whole social media thing. Like, you know, I, I never found Twitter to be particularly useful with my music and stuff, but Twitter has been great for the podcast Facebook just as a page is what I used to do for my music yeah. and the page for piecing it together has just been garbage. Um but <laughs> well, the that's Facebook Facebook that's pages Facebook suck, you. let me tell it's you. It's a total crapshoot. <laughs> yeah. Um but the group has been awesome and I'm just so happy yeah. it's been awesome. What are some of the topics that you guys discuss in there? <laughs> I mean everything. I always try to bring the conversation over to whatever movie, you know, the episode is going to be on that week. Also, you know, people will post, you know, all the new movie trailers. We end up talking about that uh you know people bring in different movie memes and stuff funny movie memes and sometimes gets into little you know arguments and scuffles as movie nerds are known to do but luckily it hasn't been too bad uh what do you think makes a podcast successful i think there's a lot of things that go into it i think consistency is number one i think that's the most important thing uh with piecing it together for example we have an episode every friday Sometimes more than every Friday. Sometimes we'll have two episodes in a week. Sometimes even we've had three a couple of times here and there. Uh, but consistency is super important, not only in how often it comes out, but that the quality is always good mm -hmm. and that it's an interesting conversation. You know, everything consistency related is really important. Um, and then just, you know, actually caring about the thing that you're talking about, I think yeah. is important because, I mean, if I was to just randomly say, you know what? I'm going to make the best cooking podcast out there. And I don't actually love cooking. It's like, it would be the most boring drag in the world for me to make. And that would come through, I think, on the other side Absolutely. for people listening. And so you, you really, like, I see people in like these podcast support groups and they're like, hey, everyone, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. Anyone have a good idea of what it should be about? And I'm like, oh, that is not going to work out at all. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to know what you want to talk about before you start the podcast. Yeah. And speaking of that, um, you actually started to produce other podcasts. Now. Yeah, absolutely. Which is really cool. Not something I expected. I didn't ex expect to do podcasts, you know, a decade ago. It's <laughs> certainly a year ago. I didn't expect yeah. to be producing podcasts. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm producing Awesome Movie Year with uh, Josh Bell and Jason Harris, who are uh, Las Vegas locals. Josh Bell is a film critic who I, whose work I had read for years and years before this, and then he came and joined me on a couple piecing it together episodes. Mm -hmm. And and uh, Jason Harris is a uh, comedian and filmmaker, and also a writer. And uh, and they they do the show together. It's a deep dive into a different year every year in different set categories, and it's a really fun show. And I also have a mic in front of me while we're recording, so if I want to chime in here and there, I, I pop up on the show. Uh, but then also uh, starting in January is All Rice, No Beans, which is a restaurant podcast with Stephanie Barajas from Lindo Michoacan. And uh, that is going to be a totally different thing, totally outside my wheelhouse, but it's not my podcast. Like I was just saying, you know, it's got to be something you are, you know, it's your thing. This is Stephanie's thing, 100%. And yeah. I think she's going to do an awesome job with it. We've already recorded uh, yeah, some bits and one interview, but we're recording, actually, as this goes up, we're recording this weekend, we're recording four more interviews for it, and then I'm going to be able to really get started on it, and uh, we're aiming for the first week of January to start putting these things up. That is so exciting. I mean, gosh, who would have thought that you would be doing this, um, you know, 10 years ago? In fact, um, I mean, look at where you've been. Um, Let's tell us where have you been? Like, what's your last ten years look like? What 
like before podcasting yeah, and everything. Yeah, like tell us about the past decade. Well, my main thing was music all through the the remainder of the decade. I I mean, I started with music like 15 years ago, but honestly, as I've been looking back, I mean, it is the end of the decade and as you do, you, you know, you look back and look at your you know, accomplishments for the decade and stuff like that. I mean, I've realized that really this decade was the one where I really started to professionally make music. I mm -hmm. mean, I, I really started making music for films, putting albums out, and, uh, and, and just composing music for real. And it's been an awesome decade. I mean, I, there was, there's been a lot of great projects along the way. I'm sure we'll talk about here in a minute, but just overall, I mean, it really has been, I, I, it's, it's amazing looking back at all the stuff I've done. And you actually, you created a few albums. Yeah. Th those have kind of been like, I don't know, in a way, like the connecting piece of all of it, because, uh, my first album echoes in the dark came out in 2013. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, and I, at that point, all I'd put out was the comedy rap stuff, which and also some rappers that I produced. Which and, you really don't want to promote nowadays. No, I, I, I yeah. nobody needs to know <laughs> about that. Mentioned it, let me tell you. <laughs> erase, erase. Um, although it is still You're out canceled. there, and, and I was listening it, to it today on the way home from oh, work, no. and I was loving it. So, but it's terrible. Nobody should ever look up that stuff. But, um, but no, I, none of that was like what I consider music that represents me and what, you know, my art, you know? Mm -hmm. And then finally I was ready to put out this album echoes in the dark and I'm still so proud of it. And, you know, it could have been 10 years before the next one, but I've just crazily been pumping these albums out. Yeah. Uh, I, I put out four main albums this year. That's echoes in the dark an unseen sky head like fire and a different kind of dream. And in between each of those, I put out these free bonus albums, which uh, anybody who had bought the previous album would get for free as a free download. And those had uh, B-sides and remixes that other artists did of my own music. Uh, those were called Further Into the Dark, Another Sky, Like Ashes. Those uh -huh. are the three bonus albums. And so, yeah, seven, seven albums of music plus some singles and and that's not even getting into the movies and stuff that I worked on. But I mean, I, that's so much output for 10 years. It is. But look at you. I mean, you're on your 100th episode of podcast. Yeah, right? So like, it's kind of believable that you would pump out a bunch of albums like that. It's crazy. And, uh, you know, one of the most like fun and exciting parts of of, you know, this career and of putting out these albums was um, collaborating with people on music videos to promote the albums since I don't, you know, do shows or anything like that and I, I can't perform to promote the albums. Uh, so instead, my way of doing that was to make music videos and submit them to film festivals and then show mm -hmm. up to the screenings and then that way I could talk to people about my music and stuff like that and, and see it in a in a mm -hmm. room with people, you know? And, uh, the music videos have been something I, again, I would have never expected kind of like with podcasts, I would have never expected that's something I'd be doing with my work, yeah. but wow, I've been so lucky to get to do some really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, my first video, which I made myself out of stock footage and, and public domain footage, it was called lights in the sky. And, uh, on its first screening, it won an award at that Vegas indie meet. And so that kind of, I caught the bug then. And that was so cool. I couldn't <laughs> believe, like, that's amazing that you found all that footage on yeah. the public domain. Yeah, it was, I, I got the idea because of a, a film that screened at Polygrind called President Wolfman. And it, <laughs> it was made of, of public domain footage. I love and, the name. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. And then I actually dressed as President Wolfman for a, <laughs> for one of uh, the director's uh, events. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, and so it, it just came together and it just, became a really cool thing and i've done three videos like that now uh with like public domain and stock footage and just editing them and doing effects mm -hmm. but then also collaborating with filmmakers uh our mutual friend doug farrow who did my mm -hmm. if only tonight i could sleep music video that was my first like big produced video with a that cast was so and stuff. awesome oh it was Doug's so very cool. talented you guys oh, like yeah. you guys collaborate really well together. yeah yeah we worked on a lot of stuff together um and then of course uh i mean the, the other two like 
that are really, I mean, I, I love all of them and I apologize that I'm not going to talk about every single one of them, but the other two that I want to mention real quick as we're talking about this, uh, Back Into the Dark uh, mm-hmm. from visual artist B. Landers. Which, oh, man. <laughs> that one, I, I had nothing to do with the concept. I just uh-huh. sent her the music and she went to town yes. on it. It is the coolest thing ever. It's like, stop motion animation, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Total stop motion animation. And it, I mean, it kind of reminds me of like a tool music video. Yes. It's, oh. it's I mean, I, I can't believe how cool that thing is. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, of course, is Artificial, uh, which was directed by uh, Ben Yonker. Uh-huh. And based off of a script that I wrote or a story I wrote, I guess. Uh-huh. And uh, it went on to get into, I think at, at a total maybe 14 film festivals or something and won like four or five awards and nominated so for cool. a few others i mean that thing really did so well and it's just such a awesome little mini film it's mm-hmm. just I, I love that thing so much yeah and the actual star of that video is living in your music studio yeah he scares me every time <laughs> i walk by that room you've got to watch the video to know what he's talking about yes absolutely <laughs> you could find all those videos on my youtube channel by the way and then there was a really cool one another one that was like tool-esque which was um it was an animated one oh was butterfly it? yes butterfly was amazing too from tobias steiner uh incredible video uh one of my most successful videos uh, and it, yeah, I mean, it, it's just a really cool computer animated video and it's just, yeah, I mean, that one mm-hmm. also kind of blows my mind that, that like, that I got to have that video be a mm-hmm. part of my music is, it's just so cool. And you know, I guess I wasn't even going to talk about this, but just briefly before we move on to whatever the next thing you want to talk about, uh, the virtual reality videos that I did over oh, this decade. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I didn't even think about that, but uh, I, I collaborated twice with Tyson Bolcom on two just incredible uh, virtual reality music videos. Uh, one of them, Palindrome 360, was named one of the best VR music videos of 2018 uh, by Forbes magazine. That's amazing. And, and then... Uh, the one we did before that, Constellations 360, mm-hmm. that was uh, that one's had over a hundred thousand plays on mm-hmm. YouTube, and it, it was like it's just it's crazy how much that video. I think oh, combining all the different sites out there, over two three hundred thousand total. Yeah. But I mean, it's absolutely crazy how many people saw that video. Thanks in part to Google finding it and helping to yes. promote it, which is yes. just crazy. You know, it's yeah. so wild. And you actually worked on a virtual reality project with another. Um, yeah, producer, yeah, right? with uh, with a company called Elemental Spark. Uh, it's called An Unseen Sky. It was for the title track of of the album An Unseen Sky, and that which uh, this is freaking insane, but was the first ever virtual reality music video. A, a week later... Freaking cool. <laughs> a, a week later, after we put that out, Bjork came out with one. Whoa. And most people would, of course, <laughs> think she's the first. But You did it first. We were first, yeah. And uh, and yeah, that was also another that amazing so project. Cool. What, with the virtual reality videos, like, how, like, how did that, like, how did that allow people to experience music in a different way than before? Yeah. Like your music well, specifically. It, it really um, kind of goes back to what I was saying about uh, how music videos are a way for me to get out in front of an audience with my music mm-hmm. because I can't do shows. I can't perform the music. Uh, it, with virtual reality, it's even better because... You know, you you I I would do these events uh, throughout the the last like six seven years where I'd like have a table at some kind of event or something, mm-hmm. and I'd be sitting there with my virtual reality headset on and ready to put people in it, and they get in it and they get to experience my music in full surround and with these these insane visuals, and then afterwards we could talk about it for a few minutes while mm-hmm. the next person's going, mm-hmm. and it really opened up a, a you know a communication with people listening to my music, and I'll say you know. That's one thing about the podcast is I am constantly talking to people about the movies that we're talking about Mm -hmm. on the podcast, about the podcast itself. It's awesome. There's a constant communication, whether it's in our group or it's on Twitter or it's on person, whatever. With music, nobody wants to fucking talk about music. Like, (laughs) seriously, like it's so hard unless you're at a show to talk about music and Doing those events was a way to talk about my music yeah. with people. Yeah. And so it really opened that communication with people. Mm-hmm. And I got to find out that, oh, there are people that yeah. like this kind of music. Because, I mean, let's be real. The music I make, 
I, I like to describe it as like dark electronica, and that that's not the biggest genre in the world. Not you know, not everybody is is banging down the door for some new dark electronica. And uh, even though I love what I make, and there are a lot of people out there who do really really enjoy it, it's it's not something that is going to have the biggest, mm-hmm. widest net of, of a yeah. fan base. And so when I get to talk to people who are into that stuff and like, oh man, I love this kind of music, you know, it's great. Yeah. But I think you need to give yourself more credit. You do have more, you're more versatile than you think. I mean, yeah. well, look at your ne- your new project, your newest uh, music project. Are we talking about the Pup Pups? Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Pup Pups is another thing. Um <laughs> Technically, I, I, I started it last decade, and then it took me an entire decade to finally get back to it and start getting it finished. Mm-hmm. I think I started it maybe in 2008 or something like that, and then it just sat there, and I didn't touch it at all, except for every once in a while, I'd write like a line of lyrics in, in a notepad or something, uh, but I didn't touch it at all until last year. I finally got back to it. And now it's like 90% done. I just need to put the finishing touches on it and it'll be ready to be released. Uh, it was going to be this year, but it'll mm-hmm. be next year. Um, but uh, yeah, the Pup Pups is definitely a uh, departure for me of style. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, you know, obviously I did a lot of funny rap stuff, but it is funny. It's sweet. It's, it's rocking. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's all guitar mm-hmm. based and yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to put it out. Speaking of which, we do have a special announcement from one of our sponsors. We do. Let's play that clip. You know my favorite toy is that little green tennis ball. I love it when you throw it and it bounces on down the hall. But tell me, mommy, can you really even blame it? It's clear to see that I am just a little baby. I'm sorry, daddy. I really didn't mean to That is adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Dad, dad loves that song. He sure does. Uh, Speaking of which, dad, dad is who? Who's dad, dad? Dad, dad is our little boy, Harvey. And uh, (laughs) we love him very, very much. He's a good boy. Uh, He's got a lot of nicknames, doesn't he? He does. Dad, dad, uh, Mr. Man, Dogman. Um, (laughs) Yeah, lots of nicknames. Uh, And he is one of four, well, actually now three pets that we have in our home yeah yeah well yeah over over the years we, we've lost two pets this year or this uh decade um this year we lost our sadie pup who was just the most amazing dog and and she is the the pup of the pup pups she I mean, sure is she's a sadie pup and uh yeah we, we lost her this year and it's one of the hardest things i've ever had to go through and it's definitely part of the reason why the album isn't coming out this year because i just have not had any kind of time to really get back to it you know but yeah. um but uh we love our animals so much we, we aside from harvey we've got lily bear the orange tabby and we've got Trudy, who is the newest uh, addition to the family, we just got her uh, two years ago, just the other day, right? Yep, yep. She's a calabi. She is a calabi. A calico tabby, like a. She's a it's little a calico shit is what that she is. that has the tabby markings on her. She's really, really cute. Um, she is. Why don't you tell everyone why you were so busy like this year that you weren't able to? Um, yeah, well, as part of the whole, the reason we lost Sadie is because of kidney failure, and uh, we spent about five months keeping her going, and, and not just keeping her going, but I mean, she was really, she came from a place of where overnight we thought we were going to lose her, and the vet said, you know, there's treatment that can be done, and her her quality of life is going to be good as long as you guys do it, and we can't promise how long it's going to be, but it, you know, it's something we recommend you you try. And so we had to do at-home IV fluid treatments as well as forced feedings because she wouldn't eat. And uh, that took literal hours of my day every day for five mm-hmm. months that we kept her going. And and it wasn't until those last few days that she really got bad mm-hmm. again. You know, we, we she was progressively getting better, 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 better. And then all of a sudden it was just they gave out mm-hmm. and there was just there was no more and it was time. 
And looking at the last decade, well, before that, before 10 years ago, um, what, when did you get Sadie? How long ago was it? I got Sadie, I guess 2006, probably. Yeah, okay. So 2006, you, you got Sadie, and then a year later, we started, we, we, we entered a relationship together. Yes. <laughs> and then we got Harvey in 2009. Okay, but yeah. Was, wait, no, I'm sorry, 2008, 2008. January of 2008, and then... Yeah. December of 2007, he was born, though. Yes. And then, um, yeah, so you've had a really busy uh, life. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> with we, your girlfriend and your animals. Yes. And... <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we stay busy. We sure do. And uh, in addition to that, you, what's your day job? Well, I, uh, I work at my family's record store, Wax Tracks Records. Uh, listeners of the show have heard my parents on here a couple of times. They were on... Uh, during the um, the Rocket Man special episode, and then also we had them on again for uh, I think it was Hobbs and Shaw, and I think we'll have them on again sometime because it's always a lot of fun when they're on. And yeah, I mean, not not much changed this decade at Wax Tracks. I mean, the big thing, of course, was Elton John coming into Wax Tracks. That was within this decade, and he's been in a lot, and it's very surreal and cool and uh, kind of wild that he's become a big customer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's so awesome. Um, and your dad is a little bit of a legend, isn't he? In a way, yes, absolutely. <laughs> he drives me insane, but yes. And uh, yeah, people people love, I mean, we, we do uh, a Facebook page for Wax Tracks, which people should really follow, uh, Wax Tracks Records. And um, we, I post little quotes from him and stuff, some of the ridiculous things he says. And, and I've considered doing a podcast with him at some point. I mean, we'll see if that ever uh, happens. But um, yeah, he absolutely is a character. So is my mom. They both are. Oh my God, your mom's amazing. Anyone who meets Sunny Rosen loves her. Oh, um, yeah. She, but she will, would like to let everyone know, I'm sure, that she can't add more Facebook friends. <laughs> yes, that's right. She always says that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she's the best. Um. And your dad actually had a radio show, right? Yeah, he had the Street Harmony Review, which I guess I produced. Um, I know I don't really think of that when it comes to podcasts, but in a way, it's kind of yeah. the same thing. I mean, I was recording him, I was editing the show, and and sending the file out to you know go where it went. And uh, so yeah, in a way, I guess I was already producing mm -hmm. uh, a show at that time. Yeah, so it's kind of in your blood. Yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> And who knows? I mean, we got it. We'd have to figure out about copyright law and stuff. But we we've talked about taking because I have all of the episodes, which is like I don't know five or six years worth of them. We've talked about putting them up online somehow as like a some form of looking back podcast kind of thing. Really cool. So um, your life is very very busy. I know I keep you busy. <laughs> yes, you do, little bear. And how do I keep you busy? What is one of the ways that I keep you busy? <laughs> well, amongst other things, uh, you are a professional photographer. Yes, I am. And I am your professional assistant Woo! when it comes to photo shoots. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I heard that you have some really great specials going on. Right I now. actually do. I do for the holidays. Uh, let's let's listen to what those are. Hey, Las Vegas. There's no time like the present to give the gift of memories you'll treasure forever. Gina Mazzoni Photography is offering not one, not two, not three, but four holiday specials. Whether you're looking for something short and sweet like a mini shoot, savings on a regular full photography session, discounted prints to deck your walls, or gift certificates to give someone else or save for future use, we've got you covered. Check out our holiday specials at www.ginamazzoni.com. Again, that's www.ginamazzoni.com. Yeah, so those are my holiday specials. <laughs> <laughs> Book now and get Book those now. special <laughs> discount rates. And you get me as a uh, assistant. Yeah. I show up at the shoot. So. All right. So speaking of the holiday season, um, that's a good time to see movies, actually, right? That's right. Lots of stuff coming out. Awesome. Um, and that's like, what, Oscar season? Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think it just started technically. I mean, and 
there, there is so many things coming out over to the uh, the rest of the year. I mean, there's that Mr. Rogers movie coming out, which I'm sure is going to be great. Uh, of course, there's things like Waves and Uncut Gems from A24, which everybody knows I love them so much. And mm-hmm. and I, there, there's just lots of things coming. I'm very excited. Uh, as we're recording this today, uh, this weekend, I'm planning on seeing Martin Scorsese's The Irishman, which thankfully is opening here in Las Vegas, Netflix their whole distribution thing. I don't want to get into that right now, but uh, we luckily are getting it. And I'll also be seeing Ford v. Ferrari this weekend. So we'll see if we end up doing episodes on those. Well, isn't Martin Scorsese vehemently against the whole Netflix thing? Well, he's uh, he's against a a lot of things, but he went and let Netflix produce the movie. So Mm -hmm. it is a Netflix movie. So that's the, the the very, very strange thing about that whole situation. The thing is, is none of the other studios wanted to give him the amount of money necessary in order to make a movie with the effects he needed in order to pull it off. And so he ended up getting the money from Netflix, thinking that, yeah, I know it's Netflix, but they're still going to put this thing in theaters. They have to. I'm Martin fucking Scorsese, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you really said that, but, you know, they, it, this thing stars Robert De Niro and Al Pacino and Joe Pesci together for the first time in fucking 20, 30 years, whatever. They have to put this in theaters. And no, they're Netflix. They don't want people going to the theaters to see these movies. And yeah, they were maybe going to do like 50 theaters. Now they've expanded a little bit more. I mean, Vegas wasn't on the initial list, but now we are getting it. Um, But yeah, Netflix doesn't want people seeing movies in theaters. But I digress. I don't want to get too much into that. Well, I I can understand why that'd be frustrating for you as a passionate moviegoer, but also as a film composer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know... And we could talk about some of the stuff I've worked on, but, um, you know, just to speak to that point, I, when I compose music for film, I want to see that and hear it in a movie theater. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I can't imagine that most people who work on film aren't the same way. Yeah. 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 Tell us about some of the projects you've worked on film wise. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, like I said, with the albums, that kind of like that was like a connect the dot situation, like through my, my music composing careers. Like I would work on films, work on an album, work on films, work on an album, just like, you know, but, uh, films has always been like my main career path, my main goal. And I've done a lot of it over this decade. I mean, really, if you look at like my IMDB profile and all the, all the projects that I've worked on, which most of them are listed there, uh, 90% of them are from this decade. So this really was the decade of me working on stuff. That's so cool. Um yeah, and I mean I, I so many just such a wide varied list of things. I mean, uh some of the uh some of the biggest ones, I mean, there was of course from the Mahal brothers, Bus Party to Hell and The Art of the Dead, which are both really fun like like uh, I I mean Total like B movie style horror, ridiculous fun stuff, and I mean they're they're great, and it's always so much fun to work with them. And I got to make some like really cool music for for their projects. Uh, also, last day of school, another one with them. Um, but then also a lot of uh, a lot of short films that I got to work on. Uh, some really cool stuff. There's this one called Croak from a director named uh, Matt Barrett. That uh, that was all over the place. That thing got like I don't know forty film festivals or something. It's crazy and and it features like a, a monster and it was so much fun to work mm-hmm. on. I always wanted to work on something with a monster. Um, some other ones that I uh, that I worked on. Over this last um, decade, uh, The Hoarder with David Mycor, who who I met my friend Ben Yonker through. Uh, I love that movie, uh, The Hoarder. I think it's so good. One of the best things I've done music for. Uh, also, I, I worked on a lot of 48-hour film project films, which were always a lot of fun. And uh, those were just a blast to work on. Also, I mentioned Doug Farah earlier, who did that If Only Tonight I Could Sleep video. I, I think me and him might have done like five or six short films over the last decade. We worked on a lot of stuff, plus some things like where his friends would be working on things and he'd mm-hmm. maybe not be directing, but be a DP or something like that. And I worked on just a ton of stuff with mm-hmm. Doug over these years. Um, so we really worked on a lot of stuff together. Uh, but yeah, I've worked on a lot of films over this decade. And then on top of that, uh, also getting music placed on TV through various music libraries, which 
I think if there's one regret over this decade, it's that I didn't focus more on that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know you've heard me complain about that plenty of times that I don't focus my energy on that as much as I should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that that's where the money is. And I ignore it to go work on fun films. But I don't regret any of the fun films I worked on. They're all awesome. I just wish I'd squeezed a little more time out of uh, working on music for libraries. Definitely. But you know what? Like, we all get busy and everyone just, has like that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um do you have a favorite project that you worked on though like film wise um that's a good question i i do really love that croak short film um it was just so much fun that and is a very very fun one <laughs> it's got great gore to it and the 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 giant frog creatures are hilarious don't give it away uh, yeah i know i shouldn't <laughs> give it away huh that, that's a good one um did sadie bark at the screen uh i think she probably did i don't remember damn i sh- i wonder if i if she did and i filmed it i probably have it i'm gonna have to one of these days go through all the videos i have of her. that was one of the best like one of the cutest things about her yeah. she had so many amazing she loved treats. tv and movies <laughs> and she would bark at everything every every anything that wasn't a human being she'd bark at mm-hmm. um but yeah no i i, I love that bus party to hell it's just so much fun um there was a feature i did i mean this was this was actually one of the few things I did before the decade, but since you're asking about my favorite projects, uh, it's called I Did uh, from a director, uh, Chase Caldwell. And mm. that was a really great project, just a really good, solid drama, which a lot of the stuff I've worked on has been horror or thriller, yeah. or just like kind of B-movie kind of things. And they're a blast to work on, but that was like a really good movie, I thought. And so it was great to work on it. And what's that one about? That is about a uh, a, a marriage falling apart oh no yeah that uh yeah (laughs) my favorite kind of thing and uh of course uh i love you my fiance i love you too and i hope that well i know we'll never say i did no we will not (laughs) it's i do that's right but maybe we'll watch the movie again one of these days yeah yeah for sure speaking of which uh what are you looking forward to in the next year after this decade (laughs) <laughs> oh, um, well, looking forward to the future, of course. Or I the... guess it would be the last year of the decade, yeah. correct? <laughs> yeah, I guess depends on how you look at it. But, uh, well, first and foremost, of course, us getting married, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's happening next year. It's kind of and... crazy. How long have we been together? We've been together 13 years. It will be 13 years. It will be 13 years, years yeah. when, we get, when we get married yeah. next year. Um, for anyone uh, listening, uh, you can tweet at us to try to guess what took me so long. But um, I'm just joking. Please but. tweet at us a, a really good hashtag for our wedding. Oh, that yeah, that's nice. a good idea. What's a good hashtag for the two of us getting yeah. married? Gina Mazzoni, David Rosen. We call each other bears. You can use that maybe. Yeah, we thought about buried, but then yeah. that could be kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah. It might take the wrong turn of tone. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm very excited about our wedding next year. And uh, of course, working on more projects, growing the mm-hmm. podcast, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we're actually getting married up in Mount Charleston, which is it's really gonna be awesome. beautiful. Um, yeah. We went hiking up there quite a bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's another thing we've been busy with over yeah. the uh, this past decade. We've gone on hikes, we've gone on adventures, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, uh, what other adventures have we been on? Jeez, uh, well, Q from Bird Road, we went to his wedding in Puerto Rico. Uh, mm-hmm. That was towards the beginning of the decade. That was amazing. That was probably the the best trip, I think. It was it was just I I loved Puerto Rico so much, and I was of course Q's best man, and it was that was a lot of fun. That was a great trip. Um, we also went uh, to my friend TJ's wedding, where I was also best man. Uh, that was in New York, but during that trip, we got to go and visit the town where I grew up, Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. You got to see it for the first time. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, oh, yeah. You know, Stroudsburg is very different than Las Vegas. <laughs> it couldn't be more different. It is so different. Of course, my mom wanted us to move here. Uh, she was sick of it. Um, and it's funny how I always looked back at it like it was just this like little, I don't know, just kind of hick town or whatever. But I, I actually really liked it when we went back. You were three when you moved to Stroudsburg, correct? I think so. I moved from Brooklyn to Stroudsburg around you were, three. You were born in Brooklyn. Bro- born in Brooklyn, yeah. Grew up okay. in Stroudsburg. And then uh, when I was 17, we all moved here, moved wax tracks, moved the whole thing here to Las Vegas. What, were, what was it like going to movies in Stroudsburg? Oh, that's like the old school style movie theater. It was... Uh, 
it was awesome. I, I, I love that kind of movie theater. I mean, even now, it, like we don't really have them here in Vegas except for the Dollar Theater. Uh, shout out to Tropicana Cinemas. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like this, like the old seats, which aren't necessarily comfortable, and that popcorn that's like a little extra crunchy, but it's <laughs> awesome. And they always have Diet Coke. They don't have Diet Pepsi. Only shitty new theaters have Pepsi products. Oh, um, yeah. Diet Coke is your thing. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, still, some theaters have Diet Coke, but not all of them. Some mm -hmm. of them have moved on to Pepsi, which is disgusting. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, no, going to the movies back then was awesome. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Diet Coke and popcorn, um, you actually just, oh, Will, you're celebrating your 100th episode and you just lost how many pounds? 100 pounds. That's right. <laughs> that is freaking amazing. Yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting year. Um, yeah, I mean, framing it within the decade, uh, I just kept gaining and gaining and gaining I'm weight. sorry. It's not your fault. <laughs> well, it's my I'm a fault. I'm a vegetarian and I love to cook a lot and I been kind of naughty with the kinds of things that i make and i not at all basically made dave overweight no you didn't <laughs> every single thing that i ate was me eating it and every single time i could have gone to the gym and didn't go to the gym was me not going to the gym so i over the past year have lost i i had lost 99 pounds on day 365 is that how many days yeah, are in a year? Yeah, it was on the one when it, when you marked your one year yeah. on the diet. And uh, yeah, and now I, I've been uh, popping back and forth 199, yeah. but that's that's how dieting goes. But and, uh, yeah. and we shouldn't just say dieting because you actually changed your whole lifestyle. Yeah, I, I I go to the gym almost every day, and I do love it. And now I I'd say m movies in the gym are the things that I do. <laughs> I think. That's probably about it, right? I mean, is there anything else that you want to talk about? I think that is kind of it. Let me see. I, I had written down a few notes ahead of time. Let me see if I forgot about anything. Uh, they wrote an awesome article about me in the Las Vegas Weekly. That was fun that you did photos for. Oh, that, yeah. That yeah, was that great. was freaking cool. See, you got a whole page in the LV Weekly. Oh, yeah. That, that was very, very cool. Um, but yeah, no, I, you know... I don't know. I think that's about it. I think, uh, you know, I, I'd kind of mentioned this earlier. I think, I think back to 2000 to 2009, that decade as kind of being like the fun decade, you know, it was mm -hmm. my 20s and I met you and it was like mm. all, all the comedy stuff that I used to do and all mm -hmm. that. Um, but 2010 to 2019, I, I was making my notes for, for putting this thing together as well as also for we have some special episodes planned for like best movies of the decade and best this and best that. And so I was just making all these notes of things and just looking back and realizing how much stuff I made over this past decade. Yeah. I mean, it's just really, I, I, I'm very much proud of it all. And I also just... I'm so thankful for all the people I've collaborated with over this decade. Um, yeah. And that includes you too, Little Bear, because oh, you do all the you. photos for my uh, <laughs> my stuff, album covers and all that oh, stuff. Thanks. And an incredible job along the way. Thanks. Um, and I, I think it's, you know, let's not forget, this is your 100th episode. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. I, I'm very I'm excited about that too. I mean, this podcast, I really, really enjoy doing it. And, uh, you know... Moving forward with this thing, I mean, obviously, there's awesome movie year. There, there's all rice, no beans. There's whatever I continue to do with Q, whether it's Bird Road mm -hmm. or not. Um, but oh, and don't forget uh, Q's, uh, well, Q's wife's podcast. That oh, shout out to Andre. You're Dose. not really yeah. involved with producing I, that one, but it's another right. one that's really awesome. Shout out to Andre Dose and Breaking Through, both here on the uh, All Points West Network. Uh, but yeah, no, piecing it together though, it it takes probably the bulk of my time nowadays i mean mm -hmm. i i definitely have another album on the way uh plus the pup pups but you know all that stuff is right now piecing it together is kind of my my main thing and i i really enjoy doing it and i i'm so happy that people are out there enjoying it and uh i've got a lot of stuff planned i i'm not gonna go too into detail right now but I do want to do more special episodes as well as, of course, plenty more of the main ones. Uh, but we're going to do special episodes like lists and looking back at things, older things. And uh, I'm going to try to watch more movies at home and cover some of those. And we all know I don't watch very many movies at home, but I'm going to try. And uh, yeah, I, I just thank I want to thank people who are out there listening. All right. Well, that's awesome. I'm very, very proud of you. <laughs> I want to thank you. 
Bearhead for uh, interviewing me today. Oh. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for the opportunity. Maybe I will make an appearance on your show again. I was just going to say that. <laughs> you are going to have to do that well, sometime. Actually, let us let me just say something really quick here. Um, what, am, what do I enjoy watching? And this is a little embarrassing, but you know what? I will own it. I will fucking own it. Own the hell out of it. You like <laughs> Lifetime movies. Yes, I do. Yes. You also like psychological thrillers and the I occasional do. I, indie. I and do like, you know, and, and some mumblecore. Some mumblecore. I, I, do, I do like genuine good movies, and Shitty of horror movies that you drag me to. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> but some of them are really shitty that I can't even really watch them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> They're like beyond that. Although, I think I like the Lifetime ones more than the shitty yeah, horror ones. Yeah, yeah. I like, you know what? I like Lifetime horror movies. Oh, boy. Those are good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah, maybe we'll do a, a special li Lifetime movie um, episode. Soon. I'm down. We're going to do it. <laughs> but we'll do a real movie, too. So. Uh, no, well, no offense to those or, filmmakers. I mean, we'll, uh, movie, movie, uh, theatrically released. Oh movie. yeah, or we'll piece, <laughs> we'll piece together a lifetime movie that will have been inspired by, or we'll think it's been inspired by real quote unquote movies. <laughs> Absolutely, we'll do it. All right, it sounds like fun. Well, well, thanks, Fair. Thank you, and thanks everyone for listening. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was a little bit different from the usual thing, but uh, I want to thank my bear. Gina Mazzoni, my fiance, for doing that. I think we had a really fun little conversation there. And uh, I am definitely going to get her back on the show sometime. So I want to remind you all, as always, to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. If you enjoy Piecing It Together, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. And, of course, join our Patreon, where we are starting to load up some more special bonus content. I mentioned that we bumped this for uh, Motherless Brooklyn, uh, Terminator, Dark Fate, and Jojo Rabbit. Those are all going up on the Patreon until I can find a good time to put them on uh, as real episodes. Um, but there's going to be all kinds of bonus content, not just uh, delayed episodes, but actual new special episodes that don't fit the mold of a regular piecing it together that I don't want to put on the main feed that are going to go on there. And it's going to be just a whole bunch of exciting, new, fun content for you guys to check out. So lots to look forward to in the next decade of piecing it together. Uh, so you know what? Let's close this thing out with a piece of music as we always do. All right, I think a good pick to close this thing out would be a track that's probably my favorite track from any of my albums from this decade. Uh, it's from my most recent album, A Different Kind of Dream, and it is the song Searching Further. Uh, this is a track that, to me, musically, I just think uh, is so damn cool, and I just I love this thing. And um, it's not like a single. It's not something I ever put a video out for. It's just a, I guess you might call it a deep cut, but I love it. And I uh, hope you enjoy it too. We will be back with more Piecing It Together coming up next week. I'll be back with another album next year. And uh, one more plug for Gina. Check out GinaMazzoni.com for uh, her holiday specials. Book some photo shoots if you're here in Las Vegas or if you're visiting or something. Uh, I will put, of course, links in the show notes so that way uh, you can go check all that out. But GinaMazzoni.com, piecing it together next week. New album next year. We got a lot coming up for you guys. Thanks for listening, as always.
and All Points West. 